Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. Alright guys, how's it going? <clears throat> Today is gonna be interesting. Um It's uh pretty crazy what's going on in the world right now. Um But let me start off with uh this forward from this book. I needed to do some more research into one of the big um, points I have landed on, which is <clears throat> the serpent in Genesis. Alright. That word in the original Hebrew is Nahash. Serpent meat in the original Hebrew is Nahash and Nahash means one of the meanings is also the shining ones alright plus I found a lot of cool stuff on this topic so I will put the links in the, in the description <clears throat> and let's read from uh, this book uh, it's called The Return of the Wisdom of the Serpents. The Return of the Wisdom. The Return of the Serpents of Wisdom. Okay. By Mark Amaru Pinkham. Anyways. <clears throat> the serpent is a most ancient and primordial symbol in human consciousness mythologies throughout the world abound with stories about snakes and their relations with humans. In Genesis, the serpent tempted Eve to taste the fruit from the tree of knowledge, driving her and Adam forever out of paradise. Interestingly, the Gnostic Christians held a different view of the serpent. The Gnostics believed in direct contact with the divine without need for an intercessory. Thus, they were not particularly, particularly popular with the Church of Rome. To the Gnostics, <clears throat> the serpent was a hero, not a villain. By persuading Eve to partake of the fruit of knowledge, the serpent led mankind to the path of spiritual autonomy. This requires man to leave paradise where all his or her needs are met, but at the cost of subservience and unconsciousness. The quest for understanding that the Serpent of Eden symbolically represents <clears throat> is attained by leaving the blessed ignorance of unconsciousness for the hard-won fruit of increased awareness. Can't be, can't be kids no more. We gotta, we gotta grow up. 
I am reminded as I write this of a client who recently went through a kundalini experience. The kundalini, for those not familiar with the term, refers to a kind of magnetic energy coiled up at the base of the spine. This subtle field of energy is represented in Hinduism as a serpent. The serpent is feminine and is sometimes referred to as kundalini shakti. According to the ancient yogis, this feminine power ascends upwards through the shushumna, a subtle etheric pathway into the brain. As she enters the brain, she moves upwards to the crown chakra, there to meet Shiva, lord of the universe. The merging of the electric Shiva and the magnetic Shakti energies rapidly expands the awareness of the yogi or yogini, male or female. <clears throat> This cosmic merging of the male and female energies of an individual is called the sacred marriage, a potent symbol used in alchemy. The ancient Egyptians referred to the pathway for the ascent of the serpent power as the Jed, D-J-E-D. <clears throat> and the path of initiation was, quite simply, begun when the when the aspirant began the task of raising his or her life force up the spine. The myth of the resurrection of Osiris is not only a myth, but also and then an alchemical treatise on how to attain the alchemical union of male and female. The methods were hidden by symbolic keys to protect them from, the mis from misuse. Only those trained to recognize the hidden symbolism would have access to, to these powerful techniques. The goal was the same as in yoga, though the symbolism was somewhat varied. <clears throat> the common element in these systems was the use of the serpent, and I contend that this is not arbitrary, but, but rather the serpent is rooted in the deepest recesses of the human unconscious. Which brings me back to the client I mentioned earlier. She was a Freudian analyst referred to me by another therapist. She was concerned that recent serpent imagery proliferating through her mind was a sign of her impending psychosis or suppressed sexual desires. Because she's a Freudian. <clears throat> Whenever she closed her eyes, she saw snakes. At night, while she, while she slept, snakes and cobras writhed through her dreams as well. Finally, she was seeing snakes in broad daylight, real snakes coiled up on her doorstep or by her car or crawling across her driveway. She was beside herself when she came to me, frightened by the power of the imagery and not knowing what to do. As we worked with the images of the serpents that had, that had revealed themselves to her, a most fascinating thing happened. She reported that she could see and feel a serpent crawling up the inside of her spine, the serpent moving towards her head when it stopped abruptly at her throat. She felt the physical sensation of burning and restriction. As I asked her to focus her awareness on the sensations, she realized that there were unspoken words, words that needed to be said to some important and significant people in her past. As I encouraged her to speak these words, she wept. Speaking her truth through a torrent of tears, she suddenly turned silent and still. 
A deep peace had come over her, and the sensations in her throat turned from tension and restriction into a relaxed feeling of openness and bliss. The rising of the serpent up her spine and into her throat literally freed her from some deeply held emotional material that had been restricting her creativity and power. The, path the pathway was classic. It had been described by yogis thousands of years ago in ancient India. <clears throat> I mention this anecdote because over the last few years, I have seen a dramatic increase in numbers of people experiencing what are roughly grouped together as transpersonal experiences. People from various walks of life, many of whom have no conscious knowledge of the serpent power, are having experiences similar to the client I just mentioned. There is a reason for this, and you will find it in the course of reading this wonderful manuscript. <coughs> From a mythological standpoint, we have entered a most remarkable time. <clears throat> the return of the serpents of wisdom has been predicted by ancient civilizations. As the serpent of consciousness raises her head and rejoins with her beloved, we in the world will be changed. Destiny and history are intertwined. By understanding the history of serpent mythology, its roots and lineages, we will be better prepared to deal with the return of this fundamental cosmic power. That's the foreword. <clears throat> Let me read uh, just a little bit of the introduction because I think it gives a little more information on what this book is about or what this topic is about okay this is the author okay for the past 20 years I've pursued a spiritual path which has taken me to distant countries around the globe such as India China and Peru in, the, in these diverse countries, I have studied the indigenous religious philosophies, cosmologies, and sacred histories, and adopted many spiritual disciplines as my own. One significant result of my planetary meanderings is that I have discovered a subtle thread linking most religious traditions together like, like tightly strung beads on, an, on a resplendent necklace. necklace. The uniting thread I refer to is the ubiquitous symbol of the serpent and its affiliation to the masters and adepts of many of the world's spiritual traditions. Traditionally, these diverse masters have been intimately connected with the snake, serpent, or dragon, and referred to by regional names denoting serpent. They have been called Nagas in India. Nagas is the Sanskrit word for serpent, and the Hebrew word for the serpent was Nahash. Okay. <clears throat> the Quetzalcoatl's plume serpents in Mexico, the Jedi in Egypt, the adders in Britain, and the Lung or Lung, I don't know, dragons in China, to name a few. Collectively, they have been called the Serpents of Wisdom and associated with a worldwide network of spiritual adepts known as the Solar or Great White Brotherhood. I don't know about that name, but I'll just say it anyways. 
Because of the immensely important role they have played in shaping many of the world's religious traditions, I have felt compelled to write this book about their history and teachings. The story of the Serpents of Wisdom begins with their appearance on Earth at the beginning of a long cycle which was destined to last six million years. They initially manifested upon dual motherlands, two large continents which once existed in the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans, where they began the, the, the dissemination of sacred teachings, which would assist fledging humankind, fledgling humankind in its quest to achieve spiritual enlightenment throughout the cycle. When their motherlands eventually collapsed and began to sink to the bottom of their respective seas, so he's talking about Atlantis and Lumeria, okay? The Serpents of Wisdom bundled up their ancient wisdom and migrated to various parts of the globe, where they were welcomed by the indigenous people as serpent prophets. Under their guidance, numerous dragon cultures, cultures which were comprised of colossal pyramids, multitudinous serpent motifs, and ruled over by dragon kings, eventually came into existence. These dragon cultures continued to survive for many thousands of years. Beginning approximately 2,000 years ago, the Serpents of Wisdom and their dragon cultures encountered an inimical, for, inimical foe in the Christian Church. The patriarchs of the new Christian faith judged the old Serpent Wisdom to be her heretical and began an initiative to completely stamp it out. <clears throat> Fortunately, before these upstarts were successful in their iconoclastic campaign, many of, the, many of the serpents disappeared underground and were able to safely preserve their ancient knowledge. They later resurfaced as the Islamic Sufis and their eventual heirs, the Templars, Freemasons, and Rosicrucians, who kept the flame of serpent wisdom alive while inspiring and organizing the revolutions which have slowly precipitated a democratic world. The long story of the Serpents of Wisdom is about to come full circle as a new age of wisdom commences. This coming golden age, which is scheduled to begin at the start of the next millennium, coinciding with the completion of the six million year cycle, will herald a global return of the Serpents of Wisdom. <clears throat> Once again, the planet will be inhabited by dynamic spiritual stalwarts aligned with the will of spirit and embodying the wisdom and power of the serpent. The story of the serpents will then have been officially completed and perhaps a new one will begin in its place. <clears throat> I believe the retelling of the history and teachings of the serpents of wisdom is very important for the era we live in. At a time when there is a movement to reconcile the world's religions, this book reveals their ancient definitive links. It also gives a spiritual perspective to history when many of us feel lost in a technological mundane world. Finally, this book is especially relevant now because many people currently residing on earth are the prophesized returning serpents who will soon take a giant evolutionary leap and transform into spiritual adepts they are the future leaders of our planet
Alright, now why the fuck did I land on serpents? How far are we? 15 minutes? <clears throat> so, let me just share some information I came across and it's quite a story okay so <sighs> where do I start alright the, there's this one link I'll put down there this this lady does a great job explaining this whole thing has a presentation and everything okay but I'll, I'll give you kind of a summary, okay? So the oldest written documents on this planet, as far as we know, are the Sumerian cuneiform tablets, okay? And in those tablets, it wasn't like, oh, they just, find, they just found like 12 tablets. No, they found millions of these tablets. All over Sumeria, Mesopotamia, that whole area, okay, where they, where they believe civilization began. So all these uh, tablets have stuff written on them, and there's the story about these two brothers, Enlil and Enki, okay. And they were called gods. Okay. By whoever wrote these tablets down. And they said these gods came down from heaven. From the sky. The Anunnaki. The Anunas. Okay. Now. I forget which brother was did what, but basically one of them. So they came basically to harvest uh, resources. Okay, apparently their planet needed gold because their planet's atmosphere was basically. This is not a saying, guys. This is just. It's just fucking crazy, okay? The story is fucking crazy. So. Anyways, their atmosphere was disappearing, so. And their sun was basically. So they needed to. I mean, I don't know. It's a story, but. They needed. They needed gold to create a protective layer. Which even our own scientists suggest that if the Earth's at atmosphere ever did dissipate, that the next best thing to do is put up a big-ass shield made most likely of gold and NASA. You look at all their satellites and shit. They have a lot of gold on it. Anyways, to, to block the sun, okay? So apparently these... these Ancient astronaut theorists, no, <laughs> these ancient, or these ETs, uh, came, found planet Earth, 
found all this gold and started digging it, digging it up. <clears throat> but apparently the gods, and it wasn't just the two brothers, it was a bunch of them. Just like in Genesis 1, when the gods said, let us make man in our image, it wasn't just one god, guys. Genesis 1 and Genesis 2 are two different stories. Anyways, so... <clears throat> So one of the so apparently so the gods they were you know digging the gold out and all the shit but apparently some of them didn't want to do that no more they didn't like manual labor of course and so what they did was they found some of the the things that were already living on this planet and they used some of their DNA and made this human whatever okay and they put us to work to dig the gold and hence what's our fascination with gold you know human humanity's fascination with gold it's like why um you can't eat it you can't it's you can't make weapons out of it it's it is a good conductor of electricity, but back then, why? Now, yeah, it makes sense, but... Anyways. <clears throat> well, the Anunnaki's were trying to use it for their shields, so I guess that makes sense. Okay, so... That's how... That's why they made humans. To go dig gold, okay? Which we still do. <laughs> Which we still do. Anyways. So. One of the gods. Um, you know. Wanted to just leave humans as. Just you know. These unconscious type of animalistic. Creatures. To just dig gold. Okay. But this other brother. <clears throat> I think it was Enki who was the. Um nice one to humans anyways he was the one who uh, wanted to give human beings consciousness and so that they could be like the gods if these are the gods who made Adam and Eve, let's say, and it says God breathed into Adam and he became a living being, so then... Either... <laughs> okay, this I, never, I didn't think about this one before. This is what I'm saying, All like, when all these stories and whatnot, I find out they work in their own patterns, but then you try to relate them and see if it works. But okay, my, my point is, so if these Anunas breathed into Adam and he came alive, <clears throat> does that mean... Because um, they weren't the main gods, they were just 
another part of creation. The main God is didn't didn't come to planet Earth to <laughs> So okay. So you can you can think of the main God or energy or whatever as just consciousness throughout the universe. And all these other small g gods <clears throat> are basically creatures made by the big g god, okay? Who are conscious. So the Illuminus came, made us, made humans, and put us to work. And Enki, I think, was the was one of the gods who wanted to make humans conscious, give us consciousness like the gods which and if you think about it once Adam and Eve ate the fruit and became conscious and realized they're naked right so then what happened what is it what does Genesis say it says the gods said now they are like us both knowing good and evil that's why they sent them out of the garden because now, these fuckers who are conscious might rebel against God. So they got kicked out of paradise. Anyways, <clears throat> so, Enki, even if you look at some of these Sumerian um, pictures, um, some of these these characters have like so the top half is human and the bottom half is like a snake which is interesting because Genesis serpent Nahash the shining ones I mean it's like it's it's kind of confusing what is what because I don't know who What's been, I mean, I'm assuming the Sumerian tablets didn't get changed. Because <laughs> they were etched into these tablets and then into clay and then, you know, they put it in fire to make it solid. So, good luck trying to edit those. But, the Bible on the other hand, which all these other religions and mythologies all basically come from the Sumerian tablets. That definitely got fucked with by the Roman Catholic Church. Okay? And I'll tell you why. So, another thing I wanted to mention was... The serpent, or the Naga, or Nahash, or the Shining Ones... Who did they go to first... To to uh, offer this consciousness, they went to Eve, right? That's apparently because Eve was wiser than Adam, which I believe. <laughs> Women in general are way wiser than men. Okay. <clears throat> Also, another interesting point, if you look up the word 
words deep sleep in the original Hebrew when God put Adam into a deep sleep to you know take one of his ribs and make Eve out of it that those words deep sleep in the original Hebrew can also mean a trance was Adam being initiated into the divine feminine mm. into gnosis Okay, so <laughs> this shit is just crazy, man. Like, just saying, man, because just if all this turns out to be true, just to me, it's like, man, the the layers of deception, man. It's like no wonder man people just fucking give up on religion and shit like yeah cause anyways okay so <clears throat> we all know about the kundalini okay from India about the serpent rising up your spine and is the chakra rising up the chakras and basically enlightening your pineal gland so you recognize your own divine nature okay <clears throat> the bible is 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 full of serpents man serpent imagery serpent word like moses lifted the bronze serpent up on on the cross in the desert so all the Israelites that got bit by a snake, whoever looked at the serpent raised on the cross, may live. It's just crazy, man. <clears throat> and then Moses' encounter with the Pharaoh and his priests and their battle with Moses' Moses's staff that turned into a serpent... Plus, Moses grew up in Egypt, so he knew all this shit. Okay, now let's jump to the New Testament. New Testament, Jesus. So, his missing years, apparently. Jesus traveled all over. He went to Persia. He went to Egypt. He went to India. He went to Tibet. And all throughout his journey... He had basically mastered this technology or technique of raising the Kundalini. And apparently the Egyptians had figured out that that was the way to immortality. I mean, if you look at some of the history about these pharaohs and how long they lived... I don't know, man. Maybe they were onto something. And apparently, this was the information that Jesus was trying to share with the Israelites when he got back. And obviously, this was the reason why the rulers and the religious leaders of the time wanted to kill him. Because then, if people 
realize that you don't need any motherfucker to be able to have a direct connection with the divine then their whole cabal their all the veil the veil got ripped in the temple all the shit got revealed and this is why they killed him and apparently because he knew how to do this thing is how he apparently brought himself back to life after three days and apparently him and Mary Magdalene were married apparently Mary Magdalene was of was a princess from a royal family apparently the the whole bloodline of the rulers in Europe and the presidents of America come from this bloodline apparently Jesus set up two churches one in the West, which is the Roman Catholic Church, founded on Peter. And the other, which was the Exoteric Church. And then the Esoteric Church, he set up with his wife Mary and his uh, favorite disciple, John. Mary and John were the only two left waiting at the foot of the cross with Jesus till the end. Hmm. Alright. So. Which was in the East. The Gnostics. Okay. And. Jesus said. Be wise as serpents. And innocent as doves. So in the. In the East. It's called Kundalini. In the West. It's called the Holy Spirit. Same thing. Wise as serpents, innocent as doves. Okay. Um, and then, if we come to... If we come to modern day Rome, after... Constantine basically and here's the interesting thing so when Jesus had set up the church okay it wasn't the Roman Catholic Church but I mean it's the it's the church he founded on Peter the actual Peter okay how did how did Peter die in the Bible the Romans crucified him and he didn't want to be crucified straight up, he wanted to be crucified upside down because he thought he couldn't even be crucified like his savior was. It was he he so he asked to be crucified upside down as a as a symbol of humbleness. Okay, if you if you read Roman history, the early Christians were persecuted. Man, Emperor Nero would would take a bunch of Christians and put them in the Colosseum with lions and tigers and then just look this shit up. Paul, the Apostle Paul, 
when before when he was called Saul, he was killing Christians. Alright. So the original Christians versus when the Emperor Constantine made Christianity the legal religion of Rome and from that time the Roman Catholic Church what has their their banner their their symbol always been the Romans it's always been the the eagle the double-headed eagle okay and it's the double-headed eagle symbol in the West throughout history being used by different nations that has basically gone and waged war in the East with most of the serpent symbolism. It's always been the eagle and the serpent. The eagle versus the serpent and That's what I'm saying, guys. Like, the deeper you dig, man, it's just... <sighs> and the eagle and serpent thing was brought to my attention by... Um, um, Matthew Lacroix on, on YouTube. He's on YouTube. Look him up. He goes way more into detail about, about this stuff, okay? And this is why I... My interest was piqued when I looked up the definition of serpent and this whole thing of Nahash and Nagas and and the Shining Ones all this after all this stuff came up so that's why I got this book to hopefully get a better understanding about the whole serpent side of the story it's interesting because Nagas is a Sanskrit word from India and they know about Kundalini there's places in India called Nagaland, Nagpur. Apparently, the people in Nagaland don't know where they got that name from. That's interesting. All throughout Eastern Asia, you have all these serpent symbolism. They actually like the dragons in China. In, in Asia, they actually, the dragons were nice. But in the West, it was all about killing the dragons. Wondered why killing the the snakes. Saint Patrick driving out snakes from Ireland. Ireland doesn't even have snakes. Saint Patrick was a Roman Catholic priest. Okay. Another interesting thing. So the serpent is the serpent symbol also symbolizes the feminine. While you know the eagle definitely symbolizes the masculine. In the West, I think women in general 
the the feminine side is not I don't it's 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 a lot different now. It's starting to get different now. But I'm saying throughout Western history the feminine has been completely oppressed by Christianity. The feminine, the sacred divine feminine is 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 all the nature wisdom. While in the East, they're still there. In fact, all these Westerners now are going to the East to find this wisdom. And guess who is being usually led by? Women. Well, men bring back the intellectual knowledge. But I'm saying... Feminine wisdom is more embodied, okay? It's 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 a heart. It's it's got to do with the heart. While the masculine mind conscious side is more you know, in the mind up here. Men think anyways, okay. So and this is this is funny because in my head with through my research when I would zoom back that's kind of what I it looked like like in the West it was just thanks to monotheism just phallus 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 everywhere <laughs> it's it's all about the phallus look at the obelisk look at the fucking skyscrapers the towers it's all about the phallus in the East, I mean, it's changing now, too. They're all fucking falling the same dumb fucks. But still, there's still a lot of women nature symbolism around the yoni, the lingam, the yoni around the lingam. All this stuff is, is still there. Round circle symbolism. The kundalini, the coiled serpent at the at the base of your spine also if you look at even older eastern asian uh lingams usually so you have the lingam here and then the on the bottom part there's a labyrinth it, it's a circular labyrinth and it's about walking in a circle to get to the center of the heart to to uh, to have Gnosis. It's it was all part of the ritual. And and yeah, like as the author said in the book, it's it's about bringing the masculine and feminine together. That's what Kundalini is about. All the symbolism, it's bringing the masculine and feminine in, in, in the individual. And raising that energy through all your chakras to your crown chakra. To become aware of rea how reality actually works. 
becoming aware that the thoughts in our minds are not us that this body is not us it's just a vehicle an avatar whatever you want to call it that you the i the i am the the the, the thing that is aware behind your eyes that's you that's eternal that's made of love and light that's perfect that's whole that's peaceful that's joyful that's serene that's the same, that's the con divine consciousness of God that you get to experience in this body. That that consciousness, that it's where it's all, everything's connected in that consciousness. That this body with this brain and whatever is picking up on that consciousness while we're on this planet, this stage, this third dimension of matter. Where the fuck do you go when you sleep, man? Where do you go when you sleep? Where do you go when you die? When you die, you just don't wake up. Well, where the fuck are you when you sleep? You don't know. It's it's a different dimension. You are fucking eternal, man. There's this one passage in the Bible where Jesus tells the tells this parable. I, I I read it in one of my previous videos, but I don't know, man. It's like if I look at the Vatican, that's what it feels like. It's like, or even the Apocalypto, you know, all the same. Anything with power and religion, it goes hand in hand. It's the leaders and 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 the the priests who basically know astro theology, who basically know how to read the stars. So they know what's coming, they know what's going to happen, they can keep tra track of time, so they know when the gods are coming back. All this shit. They know. While they educate us. Anyways. This is how you control people, man. Everything we know is what they've allowed us to know. Any Anything else is probably been leaked or whatever so that's what I'm saying the most schooled people the most shit man well conditioned fuckers man clockwork orange man fucking clockwork orange man anyways So, a lot of interesting things are going on right now, today, if you check the news. Italian government has been closed down. Russian government has been closed down. Ban disbanded. China, you already know. Uh, Italy. Estonia. Germany, Angela Merkel is stepping down. All these leaders are fucking off. I wonder why. Even the Dutch government has been disbanded. Just today I checked. It was... The Dutch... <clears throat> Israel... Government collapses. Dutch... Estonia, Italy, 
I mean, fucking England's right there with them. Um, so it's interesting. Um, also, this past week, I've been having some very interesting dreams and visions that are not pretty and I was just like uh, what the fuck does this mean what is going on I, I didn't have a good feeling from seeing all that shit didn't feel good it was it was eerie And then I look into Vedic astrology predictions for 2021. And I do Vedic apparently because that's the oldest form and the most accurate apparently. So. Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> um, they say some interesting things, man. They say some interesting things about... What's gonna go down? And if you look at if you look at Indonesia just recently, they had an earthquake. Okay? The, the Vedic astrologers, okay, so they say everyone thinks we're going to the age of Aquarius, but no, we're actually, or that's like 400 years away. Actually, what's happening right now, we're going into the, we're going into Capricorn, the, the great conjunction or something or whatever that just happened in December. Saturn and Jupiter or whatever they're in Capricorn and and what what that means is Saturn and Capricorn apparently it means your 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 old karma is going to catch up to you all right the unit this is a universal law which is the same throughout the universe what you sow you shall reap you shall reap what you sow. This is a universal law. Okay? <laughs> and they said... When Saturn gets into Capricorn, there tends to be earthquakes. Okay? Alright, so I was like, okay, I kept that in mind. Alright, whatever. I didn't think much of it. I was like, okay, that's one perspective. And then, um... I find this one guy on YouTube, um... A Christian guy. Kind of talking about... What he thinks is going on. And he said... He said, 
that this past week he's had some very interesting visions and dreams and he kept hearing earthquake or something okay and and so okay so whatever i looked up so i, I looked up earthquake news all right and the you know the ring of fire apparently um there's stuff going on right now especially right here in california we're right there on the fault line the san andreas fault line and i looked i looked this shit up i you can look it up right now it's called usgs.gov natural hazards earthquakes okay the earthquakes section then you look up latest earthquakes they update this constantly okay the latest one was in Hawaii today Saturday January 16th 2021 at 2210 so what is that um 89108 what time is it okay so like 7 minutes ago they had a 2.5 earthquake in Hawaii today also at 2044 we had a 4.4 earthquake in where is this in China okay before that there was a 2.9 in Idaho before that there was a 3.0 in Aromas California before that 4.2 Aromas California before that 5.2 Van, Van, Vanuatu anyways I'm not trying to scare everyone but I'm just saying this is the stuff I found and I'm just sharing this it's better to know than be caught with your pants down so I'm just sharing what I found please be careful and safe and 2021 is gonna be very interesting so be safe, guys. Always side with love. Just be careful out there, alright? Peace.